What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast in the whole wide world. Some like Sunday School. I am Purpose Williams. So glad to have all of you back. I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving holidays. I hope you gave thanks. I hope we found things to be grateful about. We all got those. As much as we want to focus on the negative and things might not be going the way we want to, the good is what we focus on. The Lord tells us to think on the things that are lovely and just. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, there's another scripture that wants to rise up out of me so bad. That scripture is, lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. What I like about David, he likes to explain. He likes to answer the questions that you might be having inside of your mind or the question that, that's out there in the atmosphere. He asks the question for us, who is the king of glory? And he answers, the Lord. <laughs> Strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. He also declares him to be the Lord of hosts. The Bible also calls him a strong tower before us. So he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The Lord's got this. We give it to him. He's got it. He's able. He's mighty enough. He's strong enough. So that's the scripture that wanted to rise up out of me. Now that I've let it have its way. The last time we talked about um, the account of the prodigal son, we talked about Mr. Blake and Mr. Avery. <laughs> and we talked about uh, the dad, all sides. Like I say, uh, I'm always so fascinated with the dynamics of family, just the dynamics of relationships between people. But we also talked about the scripture and the word of God having the power to teach us continually because the word of God is unadulterated and it's inexhaustible. It means it cannot be exhausted. You can't wear it out. How can we say that? Because his truth, the Bible says his truth, the truth of the word endures to all generations, right? Not just the generation that walked with him, not just the, the generation directly after that, but all generations. That's a powerful Powerful inexhaustibility. The truth lasts. No matter what, it lasts. And is able to impact us even to this day. Continually. We'll never get to the place uh, in life and in scripture where we've learned everything about the word of God. Ever. We'll never, not in this life we won't. We won't get there. And, you know, that may sound overwhelming. But to me, that's good news. That's That's pretty delicious. That I can eat from the same plate and it never runs out? That every time I eat, it gets more and more delicious? Is this faith to faith and glory to glory? I'm excited about it. It's good to me. I hope it's good to you. We're also going to talk about, we also talked about rather symbolism in scripture. We talked about types and shadows in the scripture. And with that being said, we're going to go back into, back into the account of the prodigal son will with sweet blake and with sweet avery or should we say bittersweet blake and bittersweet avery <laughs> the only one who's consistent with the sweetness is the daddy 
So we're going to go back to the account and what I like to call leftovers. Surely that word is inspired by the recent holiday <laughs> Thanksgiving that we just observed. Uh, and I don't mean leftovers in a negative, with a negative connotation. I mean, sometimes, you know how you had that plate and you ate some things off of it, right? And you know, you know, you get full, you put it back in the refrigerator. And the next day, for whatever reason, when you warm that thing up, seem like them seasonings and that juice and marinated in there. And it's so much better. That's the leftovers I'm talking about this time. That's the leftovers we're talking about this time. Let's go back. Let's go back and look at the types and shadows. We're going to explore those accounts again. This time, we'll put ourselves in that position. We're going to be both Blake. We said that last time. And we're going to be both Avery. And this time, the father will explore him as Abba. We know that Abba is, is daddy to us. Uh, uh, Pastor Starfin, <laughs> the late great, used to say whenever he would come across the word Abba, he would say Big Daddy. So this time, we're going to explore the father in this account as Abba, as Big Daddy to us on both both positions in the sonship, right? So what? Let, we, we already could kind of tell in the beginning that Avery's Avery's journey was kind of gonna go sideways a little bit. Now you might ask, why why do you say that? Why? Why would I say something like that? Let's let's go back and read. Right at the top, we had Luke 15, 11 and 12. And he said, A certain man had two sons. Look at Abba and look at us. Two sons. The younger of them, there he, there's Avery said to his father father give me the portion of goods that followed to me and he divided them his living the, the dad obliges now in that sense uh that's not necessarily abba because he's not going to really give us things that we're not prepared for but in this case on the natural side the dad gives him the inheritance we know it's, it's his inheritance because it's the portion that was delegated to him the goods that was delegated to him but what is out of place about Avery getting his inheritance first is the benefactor the daddy he's still alive and we all know according to wills and inheriting things the benefactor has to no longer be with us he has to be gone he has to be dead so Avery already he gets these things before time he gets it out of place. He gets these things too early. So that, that can kind of give us a, um, a notion that things might not go so good for him because he got it too soon. Would, would, you, would you give your 13-year-old a car? I mean, there are some 13-year-olds that can drive, but it's out of place. They might not have the mental capacity to drive that car, to understand the responsibilities behind driving. So therein, most likely, if we give a 13-year-old a car compared to a 20-year-old, depending on mindset now, the 13-year-old will usually misuse that responsibility some kind of way. And it can be very dangerous or it can go astray, right? So that's how we could kind of know that every story was going to kind of go a little sideways. But here, here, 
we also know this this account as a, a restorative story. We understand that in the, at the end, he's going to be reconciled. So let, let's go down a little bit. <clears throat> let's go down to... Let's get down to verse verse um verse 20 let's go to verse 20 and he arose talking about avery and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him we didn't talk about this last time but look look at the father he wasn't in the house he wasn't in the house chilling he was already in expectation of the child. He was still looking for the boy. The moment he left, they didn't have to go find the daddy. They had to go find Blake. But they didn't have to go find the father. He was always, always ready. Always in the position for the son to return. <laughs> and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. This is what the father's response was. But the father said to his servants, he doesn't even respond to the boy verbally. He doesn't even address what the boy said. It's like he didn't hear it. It's like he didn't see it. It's like he was like, Dad, I'm home. He didn't hear anything. <laughs> he didn't respond to the boy at all. His response was to tell the servants to go get the best robe and to put it on them and put a ring on his hand. And shoes on his feet. He dressed the boy back up in the in the the position he was always in. And that's the son. What do we what do we experience right there? What do we see right there? We saw the dispensation of grace. Hmm. That's what we just witnessed. That's what we witnessed. The Bible says towards us, his children, he remembers the sins no more. So much so, look at look at Abba in this in this selection. So much so, he don't even respond to the boy. And look who brings up the sins. It wasn't the daddy. It wasn't Abba. It was the boy. It was Avery. And it's Blake who's remembering. Avery and Blake, the trans the transgressors, and and the one who observed the transgressing. They were the ones who brought it up. Abba didn't bring that stuff up. We are the ones. Who condemn ourselves. We are the ones always talking bad about ourselves. Dwelling in the in the sin that we've done. Living in it and just waddling in that sin pool. But the Lord says he remembers our sins no more. They don't even <laughs> they don't exist to him. You might you might disagree with that, but you can argue with your mama because <laughs> and I don't mean that. Don't argue with your mama. Love your mama. Hebrews 8 and 12 tells us that. 8 and 12. Hebrews 8 and 12 tells us he remembers it no more. Look at the symbolism. Look at the type in the shadow. Abba don't even respond to it. He don't hear it. He don't bring it up. Avery and Blake are the ones that's bringing it up. Isn't that something? We witness this dispensation of grace. There's a song that says, if grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Do you understand? Do you understand the heaviness? The weight of that? Do you understand that? 
It's where sin abounds. Grace does much more. It only proves itself. He said, you know, remember. <laughs> we witnessed the dispensation of grace, guys. And that's that's us and Alpha. That doesn't mean we just go out there and do whatever we want to do. But it means we can always run to Abba. We don't have to run away from him. We can run to him. And we <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't argue with me. Don't argue with your mama either. But read it. Read it for yourself. It's, it'll be right there in your eyeballs. Hebrews 8 and 12. Go there. I was going to read it for you, but I want you to read it yourself. Go ahead and read it yourself. But that's why, you know, we're reminded of our things we condemn ourselves. We condemn other people. Holding people accountable and condemning them. Those are two different things. See how the words are different? Accountability. Condemnation. But it's, it's not our job to condemn. It's our job to cover. And guess who has to be reminded to cover? Not Abba. It's us. That's why he tells us in Galatians, uh, the sixth chapter. To, to cover our brothers. <laughs> to cover our brothers and sisters. To restore them. You can read it. Go and read it for yourself. That's why the commandment is for us. To remind us. When we see our brothers open, taken, and fault. It's not our job to condemn them. We're supposed to be restoring. Not, not reminding them of what they've done. That's what... <laughs> Salvation is for. We're new creatures then. That's why he tells us to watch our minds. Renew it daily. Into the newness of, of who we are now. Not the things that we've done. Even if it was a millisecond ago. Do you understand that? Even if it was a millisecond ago. The thing that we've done. That might have been against Christ. <laughs> he remembers it no more. We witnessed the dispensation of grace guys. And there we are. We're Avery doing the transgressing. We're Blake reminding the transgressors of their transgressions. But what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be covering. We're supposed to be praying for, restoring. But here we are. I mean, you know, as humans, it's understandable because we do a lot of comparing. We do things for merit. We do things, I mean, we want to be good, but we also want our good to be rewarded. That's human, you know, that's human. But also, he gives us instructions on what we should be doing when we see one of our brothers and sisters falling. He reminds us that's that human nature to condemn. But the spirit, the spirit in us should cover, should restore. But look at our position, it never changes towards children, to us. He's always covering. There's an intercessor for us. There's grace for us. That's it, guys. It's just so much, so delicious. Just a quick little bite for you guys. That was on me. And wouldn't let me go. Ah, it's just so good. So, so good. Read it again. Again, read the Holy Spirit. Tell him to show you you. And then we, when <laughs> when that mirror is in front of us, it's a different story then. When it's time for us to receive the grace, we don't want the attitude of Blake, do we? 
We want what what Avery received from the dad. It's a good day, people, to be a child of God. It's a good day for it. <laughs> We're out of here. That's it. That was the leftover. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I try to uh, try to condense it down because I ramble about this deliciousness. But <laughs> we will see you next time. Shout out to uh, sponsors this week. Chestang Enterprises. We have Jermaine and Christy Chestang. We love you. We love you so much. <laughs> find us, guys. Find us on Facebook. Some like Sunday School. You can find the podcast on Buzzsprout, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and also uh, Apple Podcasts. Find us, subscribe, listen, share with your friends, and don't forget your enemies. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us want, know what you want to hear about, what you want to read about, what you want to explore. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to merch is coming up. Be on the lookout for it. We'll let you know what's going on. We hope you guys get to enjoy this merch with us like we've been doing. <laughs> and we will see you next time.